You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. episode as it's the first episode of the show's pivot. Now, I'm not doing away with the interviews, but I've been finding it hard to book guests and I want to keep the show going, so we're going to go into some different directions. We'll be looking at live performances at wrestling shows and maybe breaking down some of the best and worst theme songs in wrestling history. For this episode, I have to give credit to my friend not, Tim Not the Toolman Taylor from Final Wrestling Place and Viewer's Choice, who had sort of presaged the pivot when he and Marcus reviewed Bash at the Beach 1994 in their most recent season. As such, I'm going to be looking at a few of my favorite, and maybe not so favorite, patriotic musical beginnings to wrestling shows. As I'm recording this, it's just after 4th of July, so it seems appropriate. Uh, this Now, this is just merely looking at the music. I'm going to keep my thoughts on patriotism, displays of such, and whether they belong in a wrestling show to myself. One of the hallmarks of the early WrestleManias was Vince McMahon's penchant for having America the Beautiful sung to open the show instead of the national anthem. He has said in the past that he thinks it's a better song, and it's one of the few things that Vince McMahon and I agree on. Uh, one of the very few things. On the other hand, WCW would start a lot of their shows with the Star Spangled Banner, which just doesn't work for me as a song or an anthem, but, you know, that's just me. I, I want to talk about some of these song renditions and try and figure out what worked and what didn't. So let's start with uh, that Bash at the Beach 1994 uh, opening, which featured country singer Darren Norwood uh, singing the national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watch were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air That our flag was still there. Whoa, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave for oh, the land of the free and the The first thing I think we can notice is that Norwood chooses to sing the song a cappella. No instrumental backing track, just his voice. It's interesting. It's an interesting choice and one I've made in the past when I've sung the anthem. Um, it has its pros and cons. Uh, first pro is you can set your own key. Um, he's got a, a fairly smooth baritone voice. 
so it gets to set a lower starting note than most instrumentals would probably provide. The downside, of course, is that unless you have perfect pitch or you're getting a starting note from somewhere, you're kind of guessing on your starting note, um, and you could you could guess too low and make some of the other notes harder to reach that are lower, or you could guess too high and not be able to reach the higher notes on the climax of the song. Uh, let's call that the Carl Lewis problem, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, because of its ubiquity, a lot of people like to make the Star Spangled Banner their own. And I mean that in like a, you know, that's sort of a, a singer's terminology um, where you, you want to put your own spin on something. Now, there is a faction of traditionalists who do not think that the national anthem should be messed with, and they're never happy with anything but a straight-ahead rendition of the song. That's fine, but the reality is that a lot of singers are going to try and put their own spin on it, as Norwood does here. Uh, another pro from the singer's perspective of singing a solo song a cappella is that you're not locked into timing, uh, rhythm, or you're not, and you're not locked into melody. So if you make deviations, they don't have to fit any kind of underlying rhythmic or chordal structure. And Norwood takes advantage of that by almost completely changing the melody of the second line. What so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming. That's very, very different from how it should sound. Um, it's one thing to add some ornamentation, but this is quite a bit different. It should sound more like this. And yeah, that's one example. It's a small sample size, but when we look at other changes that Norwood makes throughout the song, it does sort of add up. He makes a change to Through the Perilous Fight that is pretty drastic as well. Here's his version and then what it should sound like. Through the perilous fight When he gets to the And the Rocket's Red Glare section, he makes some pretty normal changes. On Red, he does something that singers might call an option up, which is where you take an optional higher note that is still in the same key. He holds glare for a bit, which probably wouldn't work if he was using an, in, an instrumental track unless it was some kind of custom track. And the Rocket's Red Glare. And he does something similar later on Star Spangled Banner, yet Wave, which is good for consistency. He then ends with some pretty lackluster ornamentation. All in all, it's not a it's not a bad version of the anthem, but it's nothing to write home about. I will say this, though. One of the pitfalls of doing a song a cappella is that even a good singer can find themselves going a little bit flat as the song goes along, and most people won't even notice. Um, I kind of played along with it. Uh, you know, kind of matching up where he was in terms of key, and he actually retains his key center pretty well. So good on good on you that uh, good on you for that, Mister Norwood. And now for something completely different. Well, not completely different, as it's the same song, but a complete 180 from Darren Norwood singing at Batch at the Beach, 1994. Over a year earlier, we had a performance of the anthem, but it wasn't a vocal performance, and it wasn't strictly speaking by a recording artist. It was by a wrestler. That's right, I'm talking about Max Payne's solo guitar performance of the, the Star Spangled Banner at Slamboree 1993. 
It seems like this was trying to evoke the feeling of Jimi Hendrix playing the national anthem at Woodstock in 1969. But it's not that. This is far more staid. Max Payne's guitar tone isn't nearly as affected as Hendrix's. And let's be honest, while Max Payne is not a bad guitar player, he isn't Hendrix. But of course he is. And he doesn't go as wild with the improvisational aspects. You can almost sing along with Max's version, which would be nearly impossible with Hendrix. I do like some of the ornamental things that he does, especially this descending run at the end. As it's a fairly straightforward rendition, there isn't a lot to dissect, but it's worth mentioning as an interesting version of the song played by somebody who worked for WCW at the time. Now let's jump over to the WWE and listen to some of the versions of America the Beautiful we've heard over the years. I've picked four versions, one each from the first four decades of WrestleMania. Aretha Franklin from WrestleMania 3, Boys to Men from WrestleMania 15, John Legend from WrestleMania 24, and Fifth Harmony from WrestleMania 32. Uh, let's start from the oldest and work forwards. Aretha is the queen. She may not have been born in Detroit, Michigan, but she spent her childhood there. And even though she was never on the Motown record label... She was an obvious choice to represent the area when WrestleMania came to Pontiac, Michigan in 1987. The slow, deliberate, soul and gospel-inflected vocals match really well with the solo piano instrumentation. She keeps the ornamentation to a minimum throughout the first verse, and her backup singers come in toward the end to give a little more depth. But on that second verse, boy, she really opens up. Oh, 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 oh. 
so good i love the the growl on may god thy gold refine and the repetition on every 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 gain divine is just stirring uh the whole performance is stirring and the seventy-eight thousand to ninety-four thousand, depending on who you believe it's somewhere in there uh they got a real treat that day and you know i wish i could have been there to hear it live Let's fast forward 12 years. Uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, another local act would be tapped to kick off the show of shows. At WrestleMania 15, Boys to Men would start the festivities with a rich, harmony-laden a cappella rendition of the song.
look, this isn't perfect, but acapella, especially under weird conditions, very rarely is. Um, this is a very non-traditional setting for where they're singing. And as I listen to one of my favorite singing groups of all time, I can tell that their audio monitoring situation is probably not the best. It seems like they can't really hear each other. Um, there are times that they are tentative because of that. Um, the arrangement, though, is gorgeous. It's delicate and, in my opinion, showcases what Boys to Men was better at than any of their contemporaries. That, that super light, um, kind of jazzy, but not weird harmony structure. Um, there's an, a modulation that's completely unexpected at the end of the first verse. And they come back in with a strong coda on America, America. And it just, it really adds to the presentation. America, America, God shed his it is just a gorgeous representation of the song. And especially considering that what had happened the previous year was uh, Chris Ward of the DX band. It's so much better. America, America, his grace on me. <sighs> Let's move on. The 2000s would see WrestleMania increasing the return to being a stadium show. WrestleMania 24 would emanate from the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Florida, and John Legend would be tapped to start the show. Harkening back to the early WrestleManias, like Ray Charles at WrestleMania 2, the aforementioned Aretha Franklin performance, uh, the, the maybe the Little Richard performance, Legend would perform a solo version of the song with only piano as accompaniment. skies for amber waves of gray for purple mountain majesty Shining 
I think this is a fantastic rendition. I love John Legend's voice, and I love his performance. He adds a little drama at the end when he slows down, lets the piano get a little quieter. It fully drops out. He does like kind of an unornamented, unornamented run at the, at the end, acapella, and then he comes back in with a final chord flourish to finish the song. With brotherhood from sea to shine As I think has been pretty obvious throughout the the history of WrestleMania, America the Beautiful really lends itself to a, a kind of soul or R&B milieu. WrestleMania 32, however, would go with a more pop R&B aesthetic, with the girl group Fifth Harmony giving their rendition of the song. a fairly simple almost choral arrangement backed by solo piano which is a bit different than the boys to men rendition which features jazz or uh, jazzier harmonies throughout than this effort these harmonies are a bit simpler there's more unison but it's no less beautiful um each member does get a little time to shine toward the end when they take a coda on the america america section and they throw in some runs and a little bit of counterpoint
There are a bunch of other great renditions of America the Beautiful across the years. Of course, Ray Charles, Gladys Knight, Fantasia Barino, the Boys Choir of Harlem. As I said before, one of the very, very few things that Vince McMahon and I agree on is that America the Beautiful is a better song than the Star Spangled Banner. Do you have any favorites, uh, any favorite patriotic songs before a wrestling event? Feel free to let me know on Twitter at HitMyMusicPod or reach out to me via email at HitMyMusicPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, including add-outs with wrestling, we need wrestling, longbox heroes, and more. You can follow the show at Hit My Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jinglemeister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.